Hey everybody, it's Daphne here at Laura Entertainment. We are sitting down with Patrick Mikalinen. Mikalinen, right? Did I say it right, Mac Daphne? <laughs> Names, man, I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> this is our Let's Get Pumped segment, and we are going to sit here and drill Patrick with questions. Yeah, hit. <laughs> tell, us, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, Patrick. Uh, I pretty much I grew up um in southern california for the most part uh, i was actually born in new jersey but we moved across the country to colorado then texas then california so i was i was in california in the san fernando valley by the time i was three or four um so i grew up out in the valley you know where the valley girls come from uh but my dad was a horse trainer so we had um a horse property like a couple acres with horses so I kind of grew up on a ranch, but a stone's throw from the beach and Hollywood and stuff. So it was kind of like the best of both worlds. Yeah. A little bit of country, a little bit of city. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to say, you don't strike me as a Jersey boy. <laughs> Jersey. You know, was, uh, yeah, our family's not really from there. But for some reason, we were living there at the time. I think it was so we could be close to my grandparents you know, my parents were, you know, had just been married a few years and they didn't have a lot of money. So it was convenient to have the grandparents close by. But uh, yeah, my family's not from New Jersey, but I just ended up there for a while. Okay. Yeah. See, I was born, I was born in Kentucky, but I was raised in Las Vegas. So it was huh. more like being from Las Vegas than Kentucky, you know? Yeah. And I've lived in, I've lived everywhere. I mean, <laughs> everywhere. My, my stepdad, he was with the railroad. So we were all over the place when I was younger. And then that kind of fell apart. And then I've just been on my own. <laughs> 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 I lived here and everywhere. But I tell you what, Utah, I stayed there for a month and a half, two months, I think it was maybe. And that place, there's nothing there but farms. <laughs> There, there, there really isn't. I didn't see anything, you know. <laughs> well, there's one huge city. I mean, Salt Lake City is massive, but uh, outside of that, it's uh, yeah. There's a lot of open country out there. A lot of it's beautiful. I really like Utah. Like the landscape and stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I just worked. On, I just worked on a couple jobs out there. I worked on a, a streaming comedy series called Dusty Bluffs. Uh, did a small part on that show that was hilarious and uh worked on a feature for a few days out there um kind of out beyond salt lake city we we're out like where there was an old abandoned mine out in the mountains and stuff it was pretty cool yeah but yeah utah is kind of wild most of it's you know wild. Up and yeah. <laughs> where's this wildness that you speak of <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wild in the sense of the just open country. There's just not a lot of people out there. Ranches, farms, yeah. and just, uh, but a lot of great, like, stuff to see, like the national parks and just the landscape is really cool in Utah, I think. It's beautiful. Yeah. So you got a thing about horses because I, I've got one hell of a story for you in a minute. I'm going to let you speak on that one. <laughs> Everybody's got their horse story. Oh. Yeah. I have one quick question for you. This is a technical question. I have 
a message on my screen that says this I meeting is. I'm sorry. I can't see it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I can see it. Can I get rid of it? Is there a uh, way for me? Because I can't see you. You can just be able to slide it. That's what I do. I'm always with slide and stuff. I was oh, wondering I thing too. <laughs> uh, there you are. <laughs> when things. Oh my goodness. Go Sorry, <laughs> now that we fixed the technical issues going on. <laughs> You're much better to look at than the uh, stupid sign up there. Well, so, I, <laughs> what was the next question? Horses. Your Horses. Yeah. Yeah. My dad uh, actually grew up, he was born in Manhattan, uh, in New York, um, actually born into a very wealthy Irish family in New York City. But a few months after he uh, was born, uh, his grandfather fell off the roof, landed on his head and died. Oh and God. the fam family fortune basically went to the his brothers. So we were no longer, he was no longer wealthy after his first three months of life. But he grew up in New York and Connecticut around there, but he loved horses and the West, wanted to be a cowboy and started reading all these books about cowboys and stuff and got really into it. Got his first horse when he was like 14, kept it on a ranch, you know, somewhere outside because he lived in the suburbs, but that was his, his dream to be a cowboy, you know? So he worked with horses uh, most of his life from that point forward and finally got to a place where he became a, a trainer. He worked on uh, dude ranches and then ended up working under other trainers uh, who were his mentors and learned a lot from them. Um, and then eventually he went into business for himself. Uh, um, he was basically a self-employed horse trainer for the rest of his life until he passed away a couple of years ago. He's almost 94 and he rode for the last time just a few weeks before he died. It was pretty cool. Wow. And Sorry. he was, a, he was an amazing dude, really very fit um always into fitness he would boxed and wrestled and play football and just a very physical guy and also very well read he was super smart um had a couple degrees and just a just kind of a man of <laughs> many many talents um but so i grew up with with that he was almost like having a superhero for a dad you know, but we also, we had horses on our property all the time. So we rode, um, took care of the horses. That was part of our life was cleaning up after him, feeding him and all that type stuff. We'd have to feed the horses and everything before we went to school. <laughs> so it was all just part of our life. Do you ever have any close calls with those horses? Um, gosh, I've been bucked off a few times. Um, Never had anything that was life-threatening as far as I can remember, but did get bucked off a few times. My brother, actually, when I was a toddler, my dad, we were living in Colorado. My dad was working out in the field somewhere, and my older brother was kind of taking care of me. I was just a toddler in a snowsuit, and there was a pony near where we were, so my brother thought it would be a good idea to put me on the pony. And my dad, my dad was like, you know, 50 yards away or something. But my brother picked me up 
and started putting me on the pony and my dad saw him doing it and he yelled, Bill, don't, you know, get him off the pony or whatever. So Bill got scared and ran towards the pony to grab me, spooked the pony and the pony, <laughs> pony just took off running with me on his back. So I was just bouncing up and down, you know, going up 90 miles an hour and finally fell off. Meanwhile, my dad's sprinting to try to catch this pony and thinking, you know, I'm going to break my neck and he's going to have a dead son laying there in the field. But he said he finally caught up to me. I'm just laying there in the snow and just looking at up, up at him with a smile on my face. So that was probably my, uh, my closest call. I had one and I'll, I'll tell you, this all takes, this takes me back to Utah when my sister was there with her husband. I went there to stay for the summer. And um, my brother was with me, my younger brother. And I think I was 12. Yeah, I think I was 12. And we went walking around because there's nothing to do, you know, nothing. And these people, um, they were like, well, you, you can come over, you know, go see the horses, whatever. You train them or run them anyway, exercise them. And I'm like, okay, so one day we both decided to walk over there. We were bored. So we walk over and we go in the field. Well, the woman, there's 200 horses in the field. Some of them are wild. We decide we're going to walk out into the field. Okay. Yeah. Not a very smart decision. So we get out there <laughs> and these horses just start all coming towards us and surrounding us. And I'm like, oh shit, something's about to happen. And no sooner than I said that, I told my brother, I was like, run. So we darted across that field. He's falling behind me. I don't even care. You know, I'm just, <laughs> okay, bye, you know. And just you know, save your life. Huh? just trying to save your life. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was not concerned about him. Well, they had the, <laughs> the, the gates. You know how they have the openings this big and the horse gates? There's yeah. no. I get to the gate. He gets back up and he's running. I tell you what, I dove straight through that gate. <laughs> he's crying. Are you going to Hell no. Run, jump. That's all I got to say because I am not going back in there with 200 horses and get killed. No, thank you. So if I. <laughs> He caught up and went through the gate too, man. He cussed me out the whole way back. I'm just like, I don't even care. <laughs> we'll do that again. But that they was knowing horses. They probably thought you had food. You know, that's usually people to horses. People mean food, and if you go out into a pasture with a bunch of horses, they'll come to you because oh, they they're looking for oats. Yeah. <laughs> They can get aggressive and they can be dangerous, but most of the time they just, they're looking for food or attention or whatever, but that's pretty fun. <laughs> it was, it's a fun story <laughs> to tell. I mean, I don't really tell too many stories, you know, about things that have happened to me, but Utah, yeah, that's a big reminder and especially the horses, you know, that's just, I don't know. It was funny to think about, but you've been on shows like Modern Family and all that which that was like your favorite one to be on out of all this? I'm going to jump into your career now. 
Let's see. I, a favorite one to be on. Modern Family was really cool. Um, that was actually kind of a fluke. And I've got a few flukes in my background. Well, when I was out in L.A. and I was, you know, trying to, uh, I had an agent trying to book roles out there. But I was averaging, there's so many actors out there. You're like a tiny fish in a, in a massive swimming pool. And I didn't have that unique uh, look at the time. You know, there are a hundred thousand other guys look like me and we're just as good as an actor or whatever so it's hard to get any traction but um so to fill in the blanks you know i was only getting a couple auditions a year um it's hard to get a career going if you only got two auditions and most likely you're not going to book those you know you have to have a hundred auditions before you book a couple type of thing that's a, it's a numbers game so I started working uh, background as an extra just to make money in between. And my agents kept telling me, don't work background, don't work background. If they find out you're working background, they'll never hire you as an actor, which I think is a bunch of crap. You know, bullshit. That makes me so mad when people say that, that they'll never be hired if they've worked back. That's how you get hired, I think. Most most major actors used to be background. They worked as extras in the beginning. You know, Kevin Costner, Alec Baldwin, Meryl Streep, everybody. You know, they all worked as extras. That probably didn't get them into the business, but they were on set. They learned a lot. You know, got used to just being uh, on set and how movies are made and so forth. So, but so I started working background and, uh, with the Modern Family thing, I was basically hired as an extra. And there was a scene where Phil goes to visit his daughter at college. She just, she's, I think, rushing, trying to get into a sorority or something. But they have a big fraternity party. And I was just one of the extras at the party. So I showed up there, this massive, they're all the students that were in this frat house for UCLA. Plus they had all the extras. So there are tons of people there. And at one point, I'm just hanging out with all the extras. And one of the ADs came down and he said, does anybody know where so-and-so is? He was supposed to play the doctor, Phil's doctor or whatever. And everybody's shaking their head no. And and I just told the guy, I said, uh, well, I don't know who he is, but I said, I, I'd be glad to do it if you need somebody or whatever. And he's like, you know what? Uh, that's a good idea. Come with me. <laughs> so he brought me to the first AD and the first AD was this Irish guy I can't remember his name now Jimmy I think uh, but I'd worked with him like a week before on a, another TV show and the the PA brought me to Jimmy and said I couldn't find the actor but this guy you know Pat said he'd be willing to do it and he said he recognized me he's like oh yeah Patrick He'd be good. Uh, he's not a full Canadian, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Great Irish accent. So, so they threw me in there, and they were talking about giving me a line or something. But then they eventually they just left it without any lines. But it's basically uh, Phil is talking to this young guy who's talking to his daughter, and he's he's he thinks he's trying to get in bed with his daughter, so he's mad. And he's like, hey, I'm your, my dad's your doctor. He's right over there. And then they point the camera at me and I'm standing there with my wife and we wave to Phil and stuff. And 
I got so many phone calls from friends and stuff. They're like, was that you on Family? Like, yeah, that was me. So that was just a fun little featured bit that I got to do, just kind of random ac accident, you know. It but it was, it was fun. I love that show. So it was great to be on there. Sophia, did you get to see her or meet her? Sophia? I uh I didn't get to talk to her. I met Phil um or uh, I can't think of the actress name right now, but I met him just briefly. Just, we just shook hands, but he was very like focused on what he was doing. So there wasn't much conversation or anything. So didn't get to hobnob with uh, the actors much. <laughs> Sophie is very pretty, especially for her age. I mean, she she's pretty. And then every time I think of the the guy that plays her husband, I cannot remember his name. Um, I always think. Hi, Brell. Hi, Burrell. Is the, oh, no. You're thinking of, uh, yeah. Guy, Al Bundy. He was yeah. uh, in Married with Children. Oh, my God. What is this? It's oh, going to drive me crazy because I can't think of his damn name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Al. He played Al Bundy. Thank yeah. <laughs> you. that from back anyway. in the day? Yeah. He's great. Great actor. And I found that now I'm 62 and my recall is not as good as it used to be. It's just a bummer. I just can't think of people's names as good as they used to. I know faces, not names. I mean, somebody could tell me their name a couple times and after I see them a couple times, then at a register. But if it's in passing or somebody I've probably spoke to somewhere else and they tell me their name, I'm going to remember their face before I do their name. Yeah. I, I just talk to so many people, even when I'm not doing this or even in the industry, I'm just sociable. So it's just like, you could tell me your name all day long. I'm probably not going to remember it, but all right. You know? <laughs> Sorry. Ed, Ed O'Neill. That's his name. Did you look it up? I thought you did. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I hate it when I can't think of it, but. So what's the biggest movie you've done? Let's see. Biggest movie. Well. As an extra, I was in all kinds of stuff, but I haven't done any um, like major movies, had a part in a major movie. Most of them have just been independent, uh, lower budget stuff. Um, just last year, it's not even out yet. Uh, I did one called Let Me Sleep. It's a comedy horror movie that we shot in Colorado Springs. Um, a company called Vindicator Media did that. And I booked the part of the town sheriff, which was a fun part. Um, sheriff's kind of a jerk, you know, kind of a small town, throws his weight around, kind of a conservative, you know. So he's an uh, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he's also kind of funny and, and kind of a badass. So it was a fun role to play. It was funny because I went, when I went in for the interview, uh, the audition, um i'd sent him a tape already and they brought me in drove down to colorado springs for the uh second audition and i uh, did the audition and and i was supposed to be kind of intimidating and uh working with the main character for the movie i was supposed to make him nervous so i did my best at that and the very last take we took he's actually supposed to walk by me and i like totally shoulder checked him just I don't know, stepped into him, almost knocked him over. Wow. And uh, 
they seem to seem to think the uh, audition went well. I booked a part, and then when I actually worked with that guy, he told me he said, "Man, you scared me when we did the audition." And he's like, "You were you were like scared." <laughs> I was a little intimidated, so he's kind of surprised to find that I was, you know, I was just acting, you know, it's just a normal guy, but I can play mean. <laughs> So it was a fun role. And I, I got to do some some of my own stunts. And that was one of the funnest parts because there's one part where um, I'm attacked. I can't really give away too much about the movie, but I get attacked and basically thrown into a wall at one point. And uh, the first time we shot the scene, they didn't quite get the camera angles right or you know something was off. So we were gonna do it again and I realized I was like, I just kind of went through the motions and I wasn't really uh, in my head. I wasn't thinking of where I was in the scene that I should be. I'm fighting for my life in this scene. So I, for the second take, I, I had to crouch down and basically throw myself against a wall. And all you see on camera is me flying into the wall. So <clears throat> I'm crouched down close to the floor and uh, I'm thinking, okay, I'm fighting for my life. I'm scared to death. And they said, uh, action. I threw myself backwards into that wall and I broke the drywall. I actually went into the wall a little bit. <laughs> and it didn't even hurt. And I just, I jump up with this shotgun and say my line and stuff. And then when the when the scene ended, one guy like looked over the camera and he goes, I was like John Wick, man. That was cool. <laughs> That's some John Wick shit right there, man. <laughs> but I had to apologize for breaking the wall. And, was it and they, out? What's that? Where did they? Well, I mean, I know you can't really say too much about it, but was it actually in somebody's house? Maybe they rented that location, or was it built? It was a. It was a low budget film so it was a friend's house a friend of the director or whatever so i even offered i said i'll pay for the drywall or whatever and they said no no that's cool man yeah <laughs> we're just glad we got they got the second take okay so but so anyway that one's supposed to come out actually it was supposed to come out last year but um i think they've had budget issues with uh um, special effects and stuff costs a lot of money for that stuff so oh yeah it's not cheap yeah. <laughs> Definitely uh -oh. not at all. So, I mean, <laughs> still waiting for that one to come out. Horror movies, I, I love the horror movies because they are fun to do. I mean, it's fun. You're dealing with really, really cool makeup, you know, then you've got blood and all this other stuff, and it's it's so funny when some people think, like, you know, you go to the theaters, you watch these horror movies, and then you've got people screaming, and then they'll have nightmares. Me, I'm not one of them people. <laughs> 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 I would, you know, they'd be like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen Malibu's Most Wanted with Jamie Kennedy. You ever seen that movie where he's watching oh, and he's yeah. like, bitch, run! Like that. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna kill you yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that cracks me up when i'm out watching it somewhere else and people are doing it. i'm like oh my god it's oh it could be so <laughs> people are talking to the screen yeah so 
<laughs> uh, yeah, it was fun and, and let me sleep. It was a comedy and a horror, which really appealed to me because I'm not a huge horror movie fan. I'm at the point where most of the horror movies, they don't really scare me. So I don't get that much out of it. But if it's funny and creative, creatively done, then uh, it's much better. And the writing was good. It was it was a good, funny, weird film. So I was really attracted to it. And great crew. They're just super nice people. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> that goes on behind scenes. I mean, crews, yeah. You've got some crews, you know, they're, they'll act pissed off. But what people don't realize is they're dealing with a lot and oh, yeah. so much time. And when you've got money on the line, you you got to go. It, it's like that. You know, there's no time to waste. So people mistake some of them people when they're like, oh, that person's pissed, this, that. You know what I mean? But yeah. in reality, they're just trying to get the shit done because they're probably wore out. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't get that, you know, because the shit is tiring. It is. It's tiring. This industry is tired. Oh, and they, they end up working a lot of long hours. And of course, they they plan for that. But then it always goes beyond that. Oh, yeah. Even the, the pros, you know, uh, when I was working background in Hollywood a lot, um, Monday, you always start out normal and you're basically on schedule Monday morning. By the time you get to Friday, you're going until the sun comes up on Saturday morning, usually. If you're shooting a night scene or whatever, <laughs> they call it Friday day because yeah. uh, you get behind during the week, you know, stuff happens and you get behind, and, but they just have to keep going because you got to get it done at a schedule. So have you been to any uh, stunt training? Have you taken any stunt training? Uh, the only, um, I haven't done any stunt training per se, but I have been hired just because of my riding ability. I've just been hired um, to do some riding and a couple films, but that's about it so far. And I'm, but I'm, you know, really physical guy, uh, work out all the time, stay in good shape. So I'm capable of doing minor stunts, but I never took any real training. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the job train where I, you know, smash into, uh walls and stuff but <laughs> it? uh i would do it um yeah for a, a role or something but that's not really my focus um that was never really my dream you know to be a stuntman I, <laughs> and especially at 62 uh i don't want to start breaking myself even <laughs> more i've already i've got a bad back and bad shoulders and stuff so i don't want to bang myself up too much but i would do minor stunts but nothing like the level of like tom cruise you know <laughs> tell you what man i've got serious respect for tom cruise and those stunts he does because i'm so oh. it looks so fun and you know it's dangerous but i mean it just looks so fun it, i guess it's because me i'm <clears throat> one of those people where I'll do some crazy shit. I don't care. I'm down. I'm down for anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but he does all of his stunts. And I guess there was something I heard. There was a movie that he did. I don't know what it is. I really couldn't tell you what it is. Where I guess the director didn't want him to do his own stunts. I don't know if that 
actually like if he didn't do them or not or if he just said screw it i'm doing them anyway you know yeah. I hear that about tom and the things he does it looks so much fun <laughs> it does and i uh, personally i think he's gotten to a point in his career where he's done so many big films and you know i, I don't know at that point in his career i think doing the acting thing and just uh, having a good performance or whatever probably isn't that big of a, a draw for him. So he's doing movies where he gets to do incredible stunts, which is probably super fun for him. That's probably where he gets a lot of enjoyment out of uh, making movies now. Cause he's pretty much done everything else. I mean, massive star. He's a great actor. Uh, nice jet. What's that? Flies jets. Yeah. Yeah. He's a pilot. yeah. <laughs> Guys, he does all kinds of stuff. And uh, it's he's just kind of an amazing dude. But I'll, I feel like that's, he does movies on purpose so that he uh, will be able to do these crazy stunts because it's fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What better reason to do it? I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what a lot of people don't understand in this industry i mean not in our industry but looking into the industry they're like oh yeah i want to be rich i want to be famous blah 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 but they don't understand like people that are in this industry they do it because one they love it you know the true people yeah there are people out there that are just all about getting famous but it's fun you know there's always something to learn and it just kills me that the other people don't get it it's a passion for people versus yeah. as far as the fame and all that bullshit you know it, it's just having fun on a day-to-day -day, doing different shit every day you know and they don't get it they're all about tiktok and i'm gonna be a tiktok star or whatever, <laughs> whatever. but once you get into this industry you you well you can either love it or hate it you know yeah. but if you have a lot of fun doing it then just makes sense you know? yeah love don't go to the same nine to five every day that you know you're gonna friggin' hate you know <laughs> if you're yeah. gonna do it you gotta do it you gotta do it right you know that's what's that tom cruise got the right idea <laughs> yeah I, I admire him he was so focused and um so driven and you know of course became a huge star because of it i think it was his drive and his focus that that got him where he is today. So hats off to that guy, man. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of wish that I'd had uh, a little bit more of that drive and that focus that he had, because in my career, I started to like in the early eighties, mid eighties, I got my first agent, uh, got screen tested for a soap opera, almost got the lead in a small film. They ended up giving me a part in it. But they they were down to two people. Um, it was me and this other guy. And he had been in one other movie before where he played a small part. He was like Gene Hackman's daughter's boyfriend or something. <laughs> so they're like, well, he's been in a movie before, so we're going to give him the role. So I didn't get it. Um, but I was kind of close, you know, to like a lead role in the first so year. And because of experience of one film versus yeah chance on somebody else who could have potentially been better yeah and 
you know, who knows? I mean, that's what they told me. And that's kind of what the situation was. I knew it was down to the two of us at that point. Um, but they were really cool. They they were like, we really like you. We want to give you a cool part in the show. So they wrote a part in. Uh, it was a kind of a B movie about Hollywood and the dangers of, you know, the drugs, the sex business and all that stuff. Young people going there wanting to be stars. And then they, you know. They're out on the streets and dealing drugs and stuff like that. So <laughs> it is. It's that's what irritates me about you know the um the people. I'm not saying people on the outside because you know it. It's when people look in or when they are in, they're looking and it's sex, drugs, rock and roll, this and that. Well, you know what? It's like that in real life versus even if it is in Hollywood, it doesn't make a damn bit of difference because it's everywhere. So why yeah. be a hypocrite towards certain people because they're on screens versus the real people that are out there in the world? Because guess what? We're all still people. That's just a yeah. job. You know, the yeah. drop, the rock, all that, you know, they, that's what pisses me off about some people's opinions when they knock people in movies or they knock, you know, this celebrity, this star, this person, you know, versus hello it doesn't matter it's the same shit all they're doing is a job this is a job you know <laughs> it's just a fun job but it's a job they're still a person it don't matter you know i've i've had it both ways from being out of the industry and being in the industry you know yeah. and that's what makes me mad about certain people when they want to sit there and play the hypocrite you know yeah. just like shut the fuck up you know <laughs> shut up that gets on my nerves so bad i just can't stand that <laughs> yeah so that was my my first role in a film it was a feature it was called red nights and uh i don't even know if you can find it like <laughs> streaming or anything like that it was pretty it was a pretty low budget movie but um so they wrote a scene for me and it was supposed to be right in the beginning of the film. And it was like a minute long speech and it was right on Sunset Boulevard. And I was like a minor drug dealer uh, who was begging this hitman slash drug dealer guy to give me more time to get, give him his money back. And he doesn't say anything and he just kind of ends up driving off. And then it shows me like walking down an alley in Hollywood and then the, the car pulls in behind me and basically starts coming up, you know, he's going to run over me. So I, I had to run down this alley and we shot that thing. And I don't know how many times I had to run down that alley, but it was, I think it was totally, totally illegal the way they did it because they, they just put a cameraman in the back of another car and I would run towards him and the guy driving the, the car behind me was just the actor. He wasn't a stunt man or stunt driver or anything. And so they tell me, run as fast as you can. And that car, I could hear it like right behind me. If I'd have stumbled or something, he would have run right over me. But, <laughs> but it was really cool. I mean, it was super exciting. Uh, but by the end of the the takes, man, my legs were so like tired and pumped up. I could barely walk because I had to run so many times down this. Alley. This is so much fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then they show me dead in the alley with blood all over me and stuff. It was pretty cool. Oh my god, that's funny as hell. <laughs> You're so like, 
that's fine. <laughs> I'm running down. I was, I was like, I should probably call somebody and tell them that this is not right, but I'm having too much fun. I didn't want to, you know. Yeah. And that it was so long ago now. <laughs> it was lenient back then. <laughs> yeah. Nobody was watching, I don't think so. But it was fun. Oh my God. So what do you, do you have anything coming up? Uh, yeah. Well, I've got, um, actually roles. Uh, I've got things that I've already shot. Um, there was the Let Me Sleep, um, film that I did last year, which should be up this sometime this year. And then I just finished, I went out to Utah and shot, uh, it's a comedy show called Dusty Bluffs. And it's this weird offbeat comedy that these two guys created. And, uh, I just had a blast. I was only on set for one day. They hired me to play the part of a, a local hero. I'm like a retired bull rider, cowboy guy. And uh, they said, as soon as they saw my audition, I auditioned for a different part. They said, as soon as they saw it, they're like, this guy has to play Heck Ellis, the, the town hero. <laughs> so they booked me for that. And, uh, but it was just fun to, you know, I hung out kind of on set all day and watched how they were working and, and their brand of comedy. It's it's weird. It's kind of got like a almost a Napoleon Dynamite feel to it. Oh my God, vote for Pedro. That shit, I, that was so funny. You know, he only got paid $1,000 to do that movie. Really? I swear. $1,000. Wow. Well, that's what I heard anyway. And I, I know that the source would have been correct, but... If he only made, you know, got paid a thousand dollars for that, that that kind of sucks, you know, <laughs> because that's up pretty damn big. Yeah, it really launched him. Yeah, um, yeah, that would suck. You would think they'd be nice enough to give him a piece of the back end or something, you know, but who knows? <laughs> but yeah, it had this offbeat kind of awkward comedy feel to it and the two guys that made it were just hilarious and uh you know i i'd never met them before or anything they're pretty young they're like in their 30s or maybe early 40s or whatever yeah that's young to me anyway <laughs> so but i didn't know them and i'm kind of a quiet fairly shy guy if i don't know people or whatever so we went to lunch we broke for lunch and i went and sat just at one of the picnic tables out there and they the Jer, the guy who's the director, is like, Pat, what are you doing way over there? He's like, come over and sit with us. And I came, sat down with him, and they peppered me with all these questions about, you know, how did I get in the business and what am I doing? And, you know, they're like, oh, you're awesome, man. We want to do another season and we'll have you back next year and stuff. So that was really cool. Well, there you go. Yeah. It turned into a full, a full role, you know, if they're bringing yeah. you hopefully they get picked up and uh and we get to do a second season that'd be cool and i, I just i really enjoyed them and their weird offbeat sense of humor <laughs> and then right after that uh i had another film it's uh based on a true story and i'm not sure how much i can say about the plot or whatever but it's basically based on a true story about a, a kid that was um lost in a in a, an abandoned mine for like five days and the story's you know it's kind of inspiring and touching story about trying to find this kid and the people that uh eventually rescued him but it's 
It's a very cool story. Kind of reminds me of when the little girl Jessica was in the well. Yeah, yeah. You remember that years ago? That was years ago, where that little baby got stuck. And I kind of vaguely remembered this story, but then when I started reading up on it, when I uh, was going for the part, going to do the audition, I started reading up on it. I'm like, wow, this is an incredible story. I, I didn't remember that much detail about it. So it was really cool. But I spent like four days, four or five days filming out there. Um, and I live in Colorado and was shooting in Utah where I'm working as a local. So I had to drive out there, pay for my own hotel, do the part and drive back. So it would be like a thousand miles of driving, basically. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> and one night hotel. And there were days when I didn't have any lines. So I'd drive 500 miles, appear on camera, you know, looking at somebody or whatever, and then get back in my car and drive 500 miles. <laughs> the things that people do when they're getting into the industry is you, well, that's dedication right there for anybody to actually do that, you know, just to drive because I've done it. Start. Yeah. I've driven. Oh my God far and you know it's it's what you got to do though it's the way this industry is because if people don't see that you're dedicated or you know wanting to actually make it a career they don't want people who are going to waste their time and like that who go through those links to make it to their destination knowing that they're not going to get a damn thing for it you know yeah, that, that's somebody who's dedicated. That's somebody you definitely want to keep on your team, especially if they're doing a good job on the set, you know? Yeah, and that was a concern when I first approached uh, my agency out there. Um, since I live in Colorado and there's almost no union work in Colorado, uh, it's almost all non-union and we get occasionally a commercial or a, a feature will come out here, usually like a Hallmark Christmas type movie one one or two a year and maybe a commercial or two in Arizona because there is with the tax incentives going there there's a lot of work going there too to where uh new mexico and arizona yeah so i started branching out and i got an agent in new mexico because they have a lot of work there and utah salt lake city's booming they got a lot of stuff out there so in order to get enough auditions and potential for roles, I had to branch out um, to those two markets. And they're about the same distance away. Albuquerque and Salt Lake City are seven to eight hours away. So yeah. it's feasible. And especially if it's a SAG role, then it's worth it to make the trip. Um, but that was a concern. They were like, well, you're so far away. Will you show up? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, but now I've proven myself. We show up, you know. <laughs> people like us, we were the ones who did show up, while the people that lived a mile up the street couldn't even make it. You know, <laughs> that's the way uh, I feel. <laughs> hopefully, you know, and I wanted to get established out in uh, different markets and stuff, and get them, you know, get in front of these casting directors because, like the Utah uh, Jeff Johnson out in Utah casts like. Yellowstone, uh, Kevin Costner's Big Western Horizon and stuff like that. So 
it's good to get on their radars and, and uh, let them know that, I, you know, I'm serious professional. I show up, I do my job and, you know. That's all right. So, Tell them. Hey. That's what you got to do. <laughs> Vote for Pedro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pedro does his job. Damn it. All right. Well, I am going to wrap this up. I'm going to tell you, thank you. You can stay on for a sec after I close out. Um, All right. Thank you guys, everybody, for watching. We're going to thank Patrick for coming on. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Till next Bye. time.